Hey there, earbuds. I want to let you know about Cloud5 CBD. It's a lifestyle brand owned and curated by Nelly, three-time Grammy winner and recently seen on Dancing with the Stars. Personally, I just started my new journey using CBD products, and I have to say Cloud5 is where it's at. I recently fell in love with their OT Crossflower as well as their CBD e-liquids. By the way, it contains no nicotine, no THC, no MCT or vitamin E oil. Get your product now using my special code K5Sapphire. That's K-5-S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E for 10% off at cloud5.store. That's K-L-O-U-D 5.store. Enjoy the rest of the show. Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet... Get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl, Sapphire. And your fit and dirty girl, yes. And we have a very, very hard hitting. I just want to make this disclosure right now. Um, tonight's episode, you know, usually on Sapphire Zero Play, we are very, you know, lighthearted, fun, but we also dive into some deep, deep topics. And tonight we are going to be talking about abortion loss. And so I just want to make this clear trigger warning. Anybody who has experienced loss, has experience with abortion, you may feel triggered, but I welcome everybody to um, embrace the stories that you're about to hear and just join us on this journey tonight and we have a very very special guest to many on online especially in the black community on instagram you may know this person as the sexual intellectual aka miss simi sex i want to welcome to the stage the platform miss simi Thank you so much for having me on this amazing platform. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm excited. Um, I first came across your page last year, early in the quarantine. Um, I've been just really just on this like rampage of just finding black businesses, especially black sexual health businesses. And I stumbled across your page. I had to buy one of your sexual intellectual shirts, mm-hmm. which thank God I did because that crop top, I swear to God, I feel like I took the last one and then it was done. Yeah, you <laughs> did, you did, you did. I remember that, yes. And, you know, ever since then, you know, I've just been following your journey and I'm just so happy that you've made this movement, not just a movement, but this clothing line that really focuses on sex positivity, especially in the black community. So I wanna say, you know, it's an honor to have you on and be able to sit with us tonight. It's been a long time coming and I believe this is your first podcast you told me? Yes, well, this is actually my second one, but my second one is not airing until I I think sometime in March. So I know this is airing tonight. So yes. technically this could be like my first one for real. So I'm, I'm excited. Well, honey, I'm excited. I love, I love popping radio cherries. That's, I mean, this is my life. This is what I do. Um, so I just want to say thank you. Thank you for yes. even just being able to join us on this. And, and thank you for having me on this amazing platform. Like I really appreciate you so much. Yes. Yes. So, just, uh, you know, to give people a little background about yourself, you know, I know that you're a public health professional, um, you know, give us a little intellect, um, intellect, give us a little insight mm-hmm. of, you know, what a public health professional does. What is a sexual intellectual? Because I know this is a, a coin term that you have made well known. You're wearing one of your yes. many products, <laughs> which I am just again, I got to go find myself a pillow now gonna make me broke now in this quarantine girl (laughs) (laughs) but yes give us give us a little insight about yourself tell us about yourself yes so hello everyone I am a recent graduate from North Carolina Central University so shout out to my HBCU I just graduated May 2020 and of course I got my degree in public health education and what a time to have your degree in public health in the middle of a pandemic because before a lot of people did not know what was public health but public health is everything public health is in your everyday life so I'm definitely grateful to be a public health professional in the middle of this um, pandemic right now um, 
I started Simi Sex about a year ago on October 21st. And how I started Simi Sex, I was a part of a peer educational organization and on campus in the pro- it was called a Project Safe. So what we did in Project Safe, we passed around condoms, we did weekly testings on students on campus and also in the Durham community. We dorm stormed, we made sure that every dormitory had condoms in it. So we just, basically just being peer educated. So that's where I fell in love with the passion of sexual health. And then being on the HBCU campus, sexual health is it's not discussed. So you see a lot of people not knowing their status and not getting tested or and thinking that, oh, my girlfriend's getting tested, so I'm clean. So I'm just like, no, it's more to that. So that's when I'm like, something has to be done. And I was taking human sexuality, and shout out to the Southern sexologist. She is one of the reasons why I am the semi-sex today because Mrs. Bass is definitely great. Mrs. Bass is definitely... She opened this door for me, and I really appreciate her and so many others so much. So, um, a sexual intellectual is a person who studies sexual relationships and gives advice or makes reports. So, what that looks like, if you're telling your friends the importance of sexual health, the importance of wearing condoms, the importance of getting tested, and just being knowledgeable for yourself and not putting your whole trust in someone else and having your own body in your hands, you are a sexual intellectual, and I'm just start, just want to start the conversation on sex in the African American community because it's so taboo. So when you see someone wearing a sexual intellectual shirt, you just want to stop and say, "Hmm, what's that all about?" And then that's how you connect with someone and be like, "Oh, okay, uh, sexual intellectual is this," and give your own definition of sexual health. So that's just the whole reason behind this shirt is to start the conversation of sexual health in our community. So why not wear it on a cool t-shirt and be yes. cute with it? <laughs> oh my God. Um, honestly, I have to say, especially because being someone who really like was an advocate on her own campus, I think you did way more than we ever did at SF State. Um, We did have what we called the Peaches, which was also like a peer sex education group that would, you know, hand out condoms and stuff. But the fact that you were really storming dormitories, making sure people were getting mandatory tests. I feel like every college needs to take on human sexuality a little bit more professional. Yeah. And especially, again, from your background, I, I did not graduate from an HBCU. But looking at the statistics and I was actually really stunned, especially with tonight's topic surrounding abortion. I did not know that black women are the leading cases for abortion. Did not know that. Now, if you even broaden that horizon, unfortunately, a lot of these um, abortions that do take place are not... um, in professional settings and it just it just it it sends a message it sends a message of unfortunately how ignorant we are when it comes to sexual health uh Yaz and I a couple weeks ago we were talking with Dr. Dre of Momentum Intimacy and you know we were talking about sexual education and health and and prevention and how it's unfortunate that in the black community, all we do is say, well, we can pray on it. The church is not going to do shit when it comes to this. The church is not going to help you when these women who most of the time do go through abortions. It's not because they, you know, it, <laughs> it pains me because I don't want to say this to like trigger somebody But a lot of the cases, unfortunately, it is because of harassment. It is because of assault. And this trauma carries on for the rest of a woman's life. And it's not the easiest thing to say, you know, hey, I had an abortion. It's not like, you know, we all sit around having mimosas, having brunch, and to say, by the way, y'all, I just had an abortion today. Your bestest friend may not ever tell you because it's something that is just so judgmental and so hard to bring about. So I'm glad that there are warriors like yourself 
that are out there doing the best thing that you can do and and to help to educate you know the best way that you can and I really hope that moving forward especially as we transition hopefully out of COVID with the vaccine that we can really advocate and really you know let women know like hey here are resources you know if there's something that you don't know here are some options take a condom get tested here's some prevention so that you are not alone in this so i i can't thank you enough because again it is needed the work is needed the work is needed thank you you. the fact that you're doing this in the college setting because the high school the elementary setting there's no more sexual education barely yes and it's like you can't really blame us because sex education is not in the schools anymore and our parents barely got sex education themselves so it's like who was going to tell us if nobody told our parents and we were talking a few episodes back a lot are afraid to speak about sexual education with their families right it's hard it is because so many reasons like religion or your sexual orientation so it's just like it's so hard to talk to someone when we barely even know how to talk to our parents in the first place about regular issues so how am I going to talk to you about my sex life when you don't even ask me how I'm doing mentally so it's just like it's hard that's why we go to our friends who don't have the answers as well. So, <laughs> right? They're just as clueless. Yeah, just as clueless. And oh my gosh, especially when it comes to this, I can't even tell you. And I'll, I'll a lot of the listeners um, who have been around for Sapphire's Ear Play since the Erotic City Radio Days know um, a couple years ago, actually, the day that Trump was sworn in, I did a special episode and I talked about my own personal journey dealing with abortion and to recap I went alone I was so embarrassed that what had happened to me I went alone and I did the procedure alone and I lied I lied to the nurse you know when she asked me hey do you have someone to come pick you up and I said yeah she's outside I took a bus ride, a muni ride in San Francisco by myself back to my dorm. And I wanted to kill myself that night because I was, yeah, I I went through a very dark period and I, I'm able to say this now without crying because it is just made me stronger. I've done a lot of mistakes in my life that I never regret. And I don't regret what I did either let me make that record clear I did what I had to do because I knew there was no way I could take care of a child I could let alone I could barely take care of myself and I know this is not I know there are women out there like myself who felt the same way when they made the decision that they made my unfortunate mishap happened and I still this day do not know who the father was I was so fucked up and caught up in the rush of, you know, being a freshman, being out on my own for the first time. I never really drank, you know, in my high school preteen years like most people do. And that's no judgment to people, you know, who did early partying. But I never smoked. I never really drank. I didn't party. I didn't know what I was doing. And I just remember the drunk and drug-fueled I did people have done cocaine okay I've done coke do I do it now no I smoke weed and I barely do that now because I have to protect my voice but I was so fueled on these substances that I did have unprotected sex with two men in the same night so I don't know who it was I know that I took plan B, but I didn't take it the right way. You know, when they say you got to take it in those time frames, you got to take it in those time frames. But again, because I was fueled on so many substances in my body, it rejected it. Damn. 
And unfortunately, I didn't know I was pregnant. My mom and my aunt knew I was pregnant before I did. I thought I had gained weight because I broke my foot and I had a little belly. And I still have a picture to where you could see this belly on this small body of mine. And my aunt and my mom, I'll never forget it. I came home for the first time for Thanksgiving after, you know, being months away at college, August through November. And I remember them. It was like the first time that nobody got together for the family holiday. It was just my aunt that came over. I was drunk. I was high. And my aunt and mom pulled me to the side and they're like, are you pregnant? I was like, what the fuck? No. They're like, well, first of all, I don't need you cussing at me. Are you pregnant? I said, no. When's the last time you had your period? I don't know. Uh, the usual time frame. So that stuck in my head. A week later, I called my roommate and I said, hey, can you get a pregnancy test for me, please? She did it for me. And that's when I found out. And then I went back and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? And of course, you know, on college campuses, they don't offer that type of service. Right. You know, they don't offer you the pill that you can take. So I had to look and I didn't want to go to a Kaiser because I didn't want my mom to maybe find out because she works for Kaiser. And yes, there is that, you know, patient confidentiality. But, you know, if a mother's curious, she's going to find out. She knows her child. And I remember I went to class. I got on a bus after class. I went down to Planned Parenthood had the discussion. They asked me if I wanted to come back. I said, absolutely not. I said, I want this done today. I said, it's already made up in my mind. I'm here. I want this done today. And the sound of that vacuum, anybody who has ever had an abortion never forgets that sound of the vacuum, never forgets that pain, never forgets you- what, yes. I remember the feeling. Yeah. It was like my soul was being exposed to the world. And all that kept playing in my head were just all the things that my parents had told me right before I went to college, saying all the things that I was going to do or get caught up. And I got caught up in a lot of things, a lot of things. But do I regret it? No, because again, it made me stronger. But... I will never forget that sound. I will never forget that that feeling, mm-hmm. that emptiness, that pain in my heart, knowing that something inside of me was destroyed. And by then, I think I was at least three months pregnant and did not know. Mm. But going home, back to the dorm, my roommate wasn't home. We had a lot of tequila in that in that room. And I was just drinking. I found a little packet of cocaine. I snorted maybe eight or nine little lines. And I looked up and I said, if it's going to happen, just do it now. Just, just do it now. There's nothing else for me to do at this point, but do it now. And luckily my roommate came home and found me and everything was fine. And I told her what had happened. And she was like, why didn't you just, I would have gone with you. I know a lot of, you know, your support out here would have gone with you. I said, no, I needed to do this for myself. I did this to myself. I'm gonna do it. So I sympathize for women out there who feel alone. You're not alone. I sympathize for women who feel like they're going to be a disappointment, you know, to their friends, their family. You're not a disappointment. You have to do what's right for you. I knew at the age of 19, I was not ready to be a mom. I knew at the age of 19, I needed to do better. And that night, I said, I'm not doing this shit anymore. I'm a I, my parents are not, you know, shelving out $40,000 a year 
for me to fuck up like this. And I became stronger. And that night inspired this podcast. Because I didn't want women like myself to feel alone anymore in any type of sexual journey that they go on. Because let's face it, the resources, yes, they're there, but they're not there. They're not, they're, they're just not there for everybody. It's limited. Look at the resources for women like us. We are women of color. The face of sex is not a woman of color. The face of sex is always a white woman. Not to judge my white people out there. This is not me ban- like bashing you. It's just, it is what it is. You talk about abortions, it's very rare that you see people like us. And when we do, there's always this, oh, well, she was a hoe anyways. That's what hoes do. Oh, she got daddy issues. For the record, I don't have daddy issues. I'm glad that I have a father, a daddy in my life that gives a fuck. I'm glad that I have two parents in my life that give a fuck. Now, was it disappointing to them? Yes. When I told them, I told them when I came back for Christmas break, I told them what happened. And man, did I fuck up because we were on vacation. We were supposed to go to Hawaii. They canceled the trip because I had broken my foot. And so I was stuck in a hotel room because we went to Salt Lake City out of all places. I was stuck in the hotel room by myself the entire time. My parents did not want to talk to me at all. I, I am fortunate that my parents only gave me the silent treat for, treatment for about a week or two. But I think about the women out there who you know, feel vulnerable or feel brave enough to say it and then they lose their, their support. So that's why I make it very clear to people on this podcast, you do not ever have to feel alone. You can feel vulnerable with us without judgment. It is okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to go through these journeys because this is how we learn. This is how we heal. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. Take a breather, girl. I'm going to take take a sip of this whiskey. Let me tell you, Lord Jesus. (laughs) I like how you have the same glasses. Well, yours is a little taller. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So I do want to let people know tonight, we do want to talk about disclosing. Um, I felt inspired by this show that many people watch called This Is Us. And there was an episode a couple weeks ago in where Kate, one of the um, main characters, shared her experience with abortion with an abusive boyfriend to her husband. And this is after they have had a child together. And, you know, one of the first things he says is, why are you telling me this now? Why? Why all of a sudden? You know, this maybe this is something that you should have told me, you know, early on before we had our kid. But it's like there isn't a real time to say, hey, honey, I had an abortion. You're lucky if you are in a transparent, beautiful, loving relationship that's open and honest to be able to tell your significant other. I did this thing in my life. And I'm very fortunate that the man downstairs, my my boyfriend, I love him to death for the many reasons why when I shared the experience with him he never judged me he still doesn't judge me you know the only thing he may say is I hope you're not doing cocaine anymore (laughs) and I'm not (laughs) you know that that is a big deal breaker in our relationship and I would never do something to jeopardize my relationship that I had with him because it's one of the most vulnerable relationships I've ever had. I don't do relationships. That man fucked me up. But he loves yeah. the hell out of me. And I love the hell out of him. And he is very supportive. And I wish that there were more men out there like him that support their women in any type of pain or trauma that they may go through. Because I feel that too is problematic. Because again, Definitely. the slut shaming. 
comes with mm-hmm. you know comes with it so um again there's no real time to disclose and i'll quote um one of the women from this article that i was reading off of um elite daily but she said you know her name is laurel steinberg she's a clinical sexologist and relationship expert and she you know she says that the best way to approach the convo is to first think about your goals in discussing this with your partner. Um, but also, another woman, Dominique San, uh, Samuel, says, if the relationship is not that serious, then I don't think you need to tell them unless you want to. And I completely agree with that. That's definitely true, too. Exactly. You know, not everybody needs to know about your struggle. Definitely. Because you don't see uh, long term in that person, mm-hmm. so it's like, what's the point of telling me, telling you who I really am when it's just a little quick boom bam type of situation? And then if eventually it goes to that, then it's like, okay, it's time you earned that. That's why it's like, okay, I really trust you with me being truly myself. But that's not just given. You have to earn that. Hell, oof. oof. You definitely have to earn that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yes. I know you wanted to share your story if you feel comfortable. Yeah. And then Simi, yeah. I want to ask you some questions as well. Okay, thank you. So I had like an unexpected pregnancy and I had also a planned pregnancy. But my first unexpected pregnancy was like in high school, it was my senior year. And my little boyfriend at the time, we were just having fun. And I wasn't on the birth control. And I don't know what it was, but I wanted to feel what it felt like to have come inside of me. Mm. So I had inside me, you know, it was just, why would I do that? I don't know. It was, just, it was a sick idea in my head. Found out three weeks later, I'm pregnant. Of course, I'm like, I'm too young to be having a baby because I already had like, model dreams and all that like as a as a teenager so I'm like I have shit I have planned you know I'm not gonna do this so right after I got I graduated the week after my graduation I went and got my abortion and I didn't tell anybody except my best friend and this other guy I went to high school with he had a car so he was able to drive me there and back but it was just it was uncomfortable but this time around they had put me under anesthesia, so I didn't feel anything. Mm. So I was laid down. All I remember was some classical music playing, and I fell asleep. Woke up, and I was in this, like, resting area. It had, like, a whole bunch of little beds mm-hmm. in there. It was, it was kind of awkward, you know, like... Because there were other people around, right? Yeah, because this was an actual abortion clinic, but it was, like... It was not a Planned Parenthood type. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those private ones where they were a little bit more comforting for the person who was having an abortion there. So I've, I could say I, I my first experience wasn't bad, but my second one was. So my second one, I was in a monogamous relationship. We lived together and we planned our pregnancy. So I decided, okay, well, we decided, I'm going to say we. We decided let's take the birth control off because I was taking the patch. Mm-hmm. From December up until August, we were trying because he was—he would always get upset, like, "Damn, your period's coming!" You know, when are you going to get pregnant? So, finally in August, I find out I'm pregnant. I'm happy. His mom's happy. For one, his mom is happy because she married a, a man who already had Greg children. He so, had how many children? Her her husband, <laughs> he already had grandchildren. Oh, shit. Okay, <laughs> yes. okay. I look at it like she wanted grandchildren of her own. So this was like a good situation for both of us. And she even talked to me. She was like, I'll help you take care of the kid. Wow. Her parents, his parents are, are really in a good position you know, financially. So... It happened... This is just weird how the universe works, so... His birthday had came up and him and his dad, his stepdad, but it's his dad. I like this dad talk and he told him, do not have no kids. 
or I'm going to cut you off pretty much. So I didn't know about that conversation. All I know is I'm pregnant. We're pregnant, you know? So he comes home and then I tell him I'm pregnant. He's happy at first. But then a couple of days go by, then he tells him about this conversation. So it's like, with that being said, we live together. We live in his parents' house that they gave. So I am kind of sort of in a situation where like, I have no choice. I did have a choice after thinking about it later. But at the time I'm like, I'm gonna spare him and get the abortion. So I go and get the pills that's supposed to kill the pregnancy. That was the most worst feeling ever. It's like having period cramps times like a thousand. And then you're like constantly having blood clots come out, right? So after that situation, I go to my follow-up appointment and they say I still have the baby in me. I I was like, what? So I still had part of the baby inside me. So now I have to go get an actual abortion. And this time, not like the first time, I'm awake. Oh, God. You know, so they're using this whole second, whatever vacuum. <sighs> yeah. So that was the weirdest, most, I don't know, feeling ever. And I didn't like it because I was awake. And then it's just all through my mind was like, we planned pregnancy. And now I'm sitting going through this pain. And I felt after that it put a damper in our relationship and so i talked to other women who were mothers and i always said i don't want to be a single baby mama and all this and they're like fuck him if he didn't want the baby still your choice to have the child and so i feel like yeah i should have thought about that i should have thought about myself but i thought about him so it's like you put Ladies. his needs first before yours. Exactly. Exactly. So ladies, don't ever feel that pressure. If you feel like you want it, okay, but you got to also weigh in your options. Is this man really somebody you know or was this somebody you just met? Mm-hmm. Like, really both emotions with somebody that you barely know. But at the same time, you might want to have a baby, you know? And if he don't want to be in the life, like my friend told me, oh, well, it's my kid, my body. Oh, well, you don't have to be there. But we, but a lot of women, we don't think that way. We don't want to be alone. So. Oh. oh. Thank you for sharing that story. Seriously, sis, because just to like openly like at all and to think that there are women out there right now who could be in the same predicament because there's always that you know they're the women that are are forced to have abortions like um i don't know how true and honest this story is but there was some Instagram model that came out a couple weeks ago and saying she's had numerous abortions forced on her by very big name rappers, including Diddy and Eminem. List goes on. But why is she having unprotected sex with so many guys like that? And and that's the thing too. I feel like I don't know, semi. Maybe you could shed some light on this because that's there. That's that's the part that confuses me the most. It's like, yeah. you know, there are two parties in sex. People don't under, like. How do people it not understand is. that? But I guess it all ties down to her mental. How does she feel about her self confidence towards herself to let these men trick her and tell her whatever? Because if I want to make you happy and please you, I'm not thinking about myself I'm thinking about you so if you want to have unprotected sex with me I'm not thinking about myself again I'm thinking about you when you want me to have abortion I'm not thinking about myself again I'm thinking about you so it all ties down to how is her mental and the trauma that she dealt with so it's just like how someone was raising 
their mindset. But uh, men like that. They like weak-minded women that they can prey on. So it's just like, I just pray that she gets out of it and she just finds the self-confidence in herself. So not saying she doesn't love herself, but love herself better and put herself first because you have to be selfish. You really do have to be selfish and put yourself first because at the end of the day, everybody is for themselves. Yes, mm -hmm. we're for others, but we're for ourselves. We came in for by ourselves. So we have to take care of us before we try to take care of somebody else. But it's easier said than done. It definitely is easier said than done. And that's what pisses me off the most because it brings it back to as like Yaz and I always, always say, it's like, it's not that easy. It's not hard to carry a condom. It isn't, it really isn't. And, but it's the stigma that comes with carrying condoms that gets me. Like the other day I was getting my tents removed from my car, long story short, but I was getting my tents removed from my car. And of course I always carry condoms with me. I'm a sexual intellectual. <laughs> so of course I always have condoms in my car. So the dude was like, you need to stop having sex in your back seat. And I was like, huh? Oh, and he was like, you need to stop having sex in your back seat. And I'm thinking like, this is the tent dude? Yes, that's taking the tents off my car. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Me that I need to stop having sex in my back seat. And I'm thinking like, when the hell is the last time I had sex in my back seat? It's cold as hell outside. Like, I'm not <laughs> having sex in my car right now. Like, what? And then he was like, I saw the condoms and I was like, see, no. And then that's when I began to tell him about my business. And then I showed him my mannequins that I have in my garage. I'm like, I'm a whole businesswoman. What are you talking about? And I'm like, it comes from the stigma, not, okay, you having sex, but at least you're protecting yourself. But no, you tell me I need to stop having sex in my backseat. Because you, you assumed I was having sex because you saw condoms. Why is he in your business like and, that? And that's, that, that's the one. <laughs> And he's like my mother's age. So I'm like, sir, you're grown as hell. And you probably and I, carry condoms in the backseat of your car too, motherfucker. That's what I'm saying. So it's just like we, it's so different. If a man carries condoms, it's like, oh, okay. But as soon as the woman carries condoms, oh, it's just like, oh, you a hoe. You can stop having sex. You know, like, I feel awkward going to Walmart and buying like two different types of condoms because, you know, I don't never know if I'm going to have a big dick or a... Right. <laughs> you stay but, strapped. But I was just so... I would feel so awkward because it's like you're buying these jumbo packs. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> but at least you have them just in case. Exactly. And to me, if I was having sex with someone... And my partner shows up with condoms. I'm like, oh, okay, you prepared to go around then because it's like, what's up? I got condoms, you got condoms. But if we both fucking empty-handed mm -mm. and then the baby comes. That's, you know what? I'm glad. Let's touch upon that because <laughs> I always say this. If you are responsible, if you are mature enough to have sex, you are mature for the aftermath. And I'm That's not just I'm and I'm not just talking about the aftermath of a possibility of a baby. You are no. mature enough for all the aftermaths like someone having herpes, someone having chlamydia, syphilis, mm -hmm. gonorrhea. The list goes on for days, y'all. Yeah. Definitely. And this is where I say fuck Clubhouse because you know Simi Yasmin, I know you know. We've been in some chats and oh, conversations. Yeah, I was, I was just, yeah. <laughs> and there's the, the misinformation and the slut shaming is yeah. is ridiculous. I had to take a break. I was gonna go on a rant yesterday with one of um shout out to Hoes in uh Bays in Bed and Ho on the Go. Yes, yes, another sexual intellectual. Yes, th those my booze, those my potential booze. Actually, they just one of them just texted me. <laughs> um, but no, like, like, it, it, it's just like we, it, it just boggles my mind that you have all these so-called sex positive moderators, sex positive coaches, but they know nothing about true sexual health. They're not advocating anything. They just want to talk about fucking. And I get it. Fucking is great. Sex is beautiful. But talk about the aftermaths. Yeah. 
Nobody wants to talk about that. No. And it's like, it's going to come with it. So why not speak on it? Yes. Or I heard somebody and I, it was one of those hotep rooms. Everybody who doesn't know what hotep is, it's the black guys that always want to address you as queen. I'm not saying queen is bad because I refer all my ladies in my life as queens. But I also know your fucking name at the end of the day. Yeah. These are the ones that like to use that word and kind of be derogatory with it. Like, okay, queen, calm down, queen. No, bitch, yeah. I have a name. If you want me to calm the fuck down, it's called I'm being passionate because you're irritating the fuck out of me right now with your agenda. And so one guy said, well, you know, she get pregnant. It's her fault. So she gonna get she's got to take care of it. Um, What? I'm sorry. Sperm? That's sperm? what I don't get. You it got the sperm. From you. you could stop it. It's literally you that's doing it. Yeah, I might have, you know, but you're the one that's shooting it out. <laughs> Control yourself. Because if women were able to get pregnant, honey, we would need your sperm. Okay? There'll be more women not having sex with men if that was the case. And I'm sorry to all the, the penis owners out there, but it's the absolute truth. If women could get pregnant on their own, you men would not be needed on this earth. But unfortunately, we live in a world where it is still, we still need the sperm. And women do not pr produce sperm on their own. So if you don't want to get a woman pregnant, there are two options. Actually, technically three. You're not going to like the third option, but I'm going to say it anyways. One, you abstain from it. Two, you use condoms. Three, get your tube, get it, get it snipped. Snip, snip. And even then, yeah. you still want to take the precautions because there are cases with men who've had vasectomies and still have been able to get women pregnant. There is no scientific claim saying that you can control your cum. I have heard it all before. Yaz and I have talked about it before. Nobody on this earth can say I control my sperm count. No, the fuck you don't. You do not say when you get a woman pregnant, it happens. Boom. You came inside of her, you're risking the chance of having a baby. Exactly. That's what I don't get. You know you did it. <laughs> it's like you do it so much you don't remember that that's what you did. You're not OJ. The glove fit. The glove fits <laughs> always. Okay? <laughs> that was a good one. Shit. <laughs> I got to mark that down on the time mark. That was really good. Blown. Yeah, you, that was good. I like that. That was good. The glove always fits. There's always a condom for every penis. Small, extra small, extra large, extra thick. There is a condom for you. In fact, there's a very scientific video that shows an iPhone being covered by numerous condoms. And guess what, everybody? It fit. It didn't break. <laughs> So don't give me this bullshit. Yes, it's going to be a little tight on your penis. Level the fuck up. Not every man is meant for con, uh, meant for magnums. Fuck magnums, to be honest. Thank ass magnums. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Yaz and I don't use magnums. That makes our, our coochies not the greatest. Okay? Mm -hmm. We use skins up in this bitch. They <laughs> like... <laughs> Skins. Yo, Skins needs to start sponsoring us because you know what? I can't, I'm having a lot of sex during quarantine and Walmart used to be the go-to place to get the skins for cheap because Target was on their bullshit. I can't keep shelving out, you know, $20 every like two, three weeks. Okay. That's a lot of money. It's a <laughs> lot of condoms. And shout out to Beat Condoms because they do stay, you know, giving me some good shit too, but those are now the toy condoms because unfortunately my man cannot fit the bee condoms. And what I mean, he cannot fit them. They're too small for his penis. Like, the black like, owned condoms are too, are too tight and small on his penis. They are. <laughs> I, I thought that noticed that. Yeah. Like no shade to be condoms that you're glorious in evoking, you know, black sexual health, but it, it does not work on my white man. I'm sorry. He's got a big old dick. He can't help it. It's a beautiful dick. A big old dick. A big old dick. <laughs> <laughs> but 
See, we're 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 gonna have we're making light of this, but I I just I cannot stress it enough how it angers me that there are men out there who are really pressuring women, like leaving it up to the woman to decide whether or not to abort the baby or like pressuring her if she wants to keep it it's her body her choice at the end of the day it is they just don't want to pay up that money but i mean if she don't want to pay for shit then i mean that's a good deal leave her the fuck alone there's that but if you want to prize her life and shit then that means you want to support the baby and honestly (laughs) Honestly, go half on the abortion. If you have to pay, yes, there are places out there that you don't have to pay. Thank goodness. And I wish that, you know, I I think Kamala Harris has said it. I've been seeing the slogan going around, but abortion is health care. It definitely is. (laughs) It really is. Can we we speak on that for a second, please? Because I, I am sick and tired of seeing these hurt Republican Trump ass supporters face it y'all new day is here inauguration Wednesday happened a new change is here get the fuck over it okay women are going to be protected now it's over y'all lost nobody cheated in this voting system okay it's done but I'm sick and tired of seeing these people saying that, you know, abortion is not health care. Abortion is not a given right. I'm sorry. Who the fuck are you to regulate my ovaries? Who the fuck are you to regulate if I want to be pregnant or not be pregnant? I think, honestly, abortions should be included in health care plans. I feel like condoms should be free. On all spectrums, I feel like tampons need to be free. All feminine products need to be free, period. How dare you? And, oh, here's the other shit. So a couple weeks ago, or actually uh, last month, oh, no, it was this month. So my boyfriend came back from visiting Detroit. I had to pick him up at the airport, and I stopped by the CBS by the airport. And I was furious to see condoms being locked up that I had to ask a CVS rep to get some condoms. Not to mention, I waited for like 15 minutes because this motherfucker didn't want to do his job. I'm ringing the bell like, hello, it's 1130. I got to pick my man up. I want some condoms. Do your fucking job. This place ain't busy. (laughs) And that's just people who probably are shy yeah they want to be discreet (laughs) (laughs) but you know what it's like i i think there's a double standard because this is also the reason why people are so scared to get condoms in the first place you're locking it up but you're not gonna you you lock certain places lock up the condoms but don't lock up the -the over-the-counter drugs that people overdose on that doesn't make sense at all right right i can grab benadryl at some places but i can't grab a box of condoms yeah, NyQuil. Right. Yeah. NyQuil, DayQuil, all that shit. So what what are we really teaching as a society on sexual health? How are you going to lock up the one thing that prevents a lot of things from happening to the human body? Because it's an embarrassment. It shouldn't be embarrassing. So exactly. what? You're having sex, but you're having safe sex. And that's what it's all about because we're humans. We're going to have sex. How did we get here? Oh, like <laughs> preach, mama, preach, please. Like that's how I just like. Why is sex so taboo? Like if it was taught correctly, we wouldn't say ooh and ah to every little thing we saw because it would be normal to us. But of course, when something is like secretive, it's just like ooh, every little inch is like oh. What's this? Oh no, but I don't know. And then this is the thing we don't know about it. So that's where that's why you're scared because you don't know. And when you want to learn, they lock it away from you. Right. Then they take it from your school. So it's just like, how the hell am I supposed to know? And just do shit incorrectly my whole life and then pass this on to my child. Oh my God. Thank you. Or here's my favorite, because 
people are still shocked when I say that I went to a Catholic school that actually taught me safe sex. Like they did That's the whole right. Yeah, they showed me how to put on a condom. They didn't give us condoms, you know, because again, it's a Catholic school. Right. But at least we learned about at least the human- they, exactly. Yeah, at like least we they- there weren't any blurred pictures of a penis. I was hearing all these perfect example is watching that movie saved with mandy moore and a bunch of people and people are like what what's this movie it's about a girl who gets pregnant in a catholic christian school hella christian school and their sex ed they literally had a diagram of like models in just nude body suits there was no anatomy of a penis a vagina Okay, and we all seen the we all seen Mean Girls. You have sex, you die. Right. What are we teaching our people? What are we teaching our communities? I remember. I don't know if you guys um, did this growing up, but if I had my period, I was so scared to walk around the store carrying a box of condoms and ta- I mean tampons and pads. I would buy other things to shield it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now I don't give a fuck. I'm like, here's my yeah. tampons, here are my condoms, here's my box of chocolate and a bottle of Jack. Okay. You- uh- <laughs> I'm getting turned up, fucked up, uh- everything, and I'm gonna be safe while doing it. Shit. Exactly. Like. And by the way, someone else said this in Clubhouse. Um, they they thought that you know fucking a girl raw on her period does not get her pregnant. You, you can definitely get a woman pregnant on her period. Just because the blood comes out does not mean your sperm comes out with it, too. <laughs> you have a you million... You can definitely get yeah. pregnant on pre-cum, too. Let's oh, talk about that. Oh, preach. Okay, pre-cum. all it takes is one. You shoot <laughs> Literally. off... Literally. Like, what is it? Like, almost a, a millimeter... Um, about a milliliter of cum, and that's mm-hmm. about a thousand sperm right yes. there. Crazy. So, yes, people, learn how to swallow if you don't want to have a kid. Spit, swallow, condom, barrier. Put it somewhere else. <laughs> you don't have to. Come on her Shoot back. Here. Come That's on her back. That's what I'm saying. Shoot here. Right. Shoot on the titties, the, the booby, you know, like the throat, the back. Shit. <laughs> Like, do we have to put yeah. landing pad? Like, sex? Right. Maybe, maybe that's what, you know what? That's I, I gotta smart, t- though. You know you what? You keep that to yourself. Keep Send it to me. yourself because I know where you're going. That's I'm going to talk to you about some branding, okay? Because I, I need that's to talk smart. to your people. But, yes. That's smart. Okay? <laughs> Shit. I've seen people with cum rags, but no, I got something else. I got a plan. Yeah. We're going to yeah, turn it into coming. a game. Yep. <laughs> Coming soon, 2021. Come on, yes. Let's get on this train, girl. What? <laughs> we, we're gonna get we're gonna make a game out of the cum loads, okay? Shit. Oh uh, we we're gonna come up with something. <laughs> we love to we love our games. We're video gamers, so we're gamer girls. That's cool. We're gonna come up with something. We're gonna But like I just oh my god. The excuses galore. I'm just like Yeah. Y'all please and for the women out there i'm not i'm I'm not trying to bash you but ladies ladies treat your pussy your vagina your fine china as i like to call it treat it like the border no papers no entry yeah and it starts by just having the conversation i don't care if i don't know you or not do you get tested? Mm. When's the last time you got tested? Mm. And it comes, they go, oh, I was with a girl. My girl got tested, so I'm clean. Wrong. Because how do you know she's telling you the truth? That. Again, it goes back to not trusting anyone, believing in yourself. And then my thing is, I feel like I will fuck you better if you show me your papers and I show you mine. It's like, okay, then. That's gratitude. I know. <laughs> Like, okay, like, you, you got that shit, okay? I'm, I'm really fucking now. It's the sex, <laughs> listen, it's the sex positivity for me. It's the sex positivity for me. Nothing is sexier than a man or woman, because I, I I'm an equal opportunist. Nothing right. is sexier than, than some sex positivity attached to the person. 
Because it shows me it's like, okay, you care about yourself and you care about me. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. I care about myself and I care about you as well. That's simple. But it goes from the stigma stigma of men going, black men going to the doctor. Let's start there. It's like, they don't even go to the doctor. So why would I expect you to get tested? But it's just like, something has to give. We got to start talking to our partners. And then, or go with each other. Go to a clinic. Go to there's so many free HIV STI testing. There's so many free testing. And if you need help, you can contact me, and I can find the nearest testing site for you. But go with them if you don't want to go with your by yourself, or not go with your partner. Go with your friend before y'all go mimosas, do whatever. Let's get tested before we get our feet. Let's go get tested. It's quick. A quick five minutes. And then it's like, it gives you a peace of mind because instead of having sex and worrying, you can have sex and worry about coming together. Would you rather about coming together or what you probably about to get? (laughs) Yo. That's what I would tell people for years. I'm like, listen, go to, if you're going out to the gay part of towns, honey, you know damn well they got the mobile testing. And that shit is Mm -hmm. quick. Yeah. That shit is quick. You can get yourself a dirty dog. Anybody who lives in L.A., West Hollywood, get yourself a dirty dog, and you can go get tested, okay? You can go get tested and get a dirty dog and have your drinks, go dance, and then you can go and fuck whoever the fuck you want because you know you got tested and you got the papers to prove it. Yeah. Period. But I am... It's that simple. Yeah, it really... Oh, my God. It really is. It really is. But it's just... It's so many reasons why... People don't want to get tested. They're embarrassed or they're scared of finding out the truth. That's another thing. They don't want to know the truth because it's like, okay, I kind of think I might have it, but I don't want to see the papers and say I have it versus it could be treatable because if you ignore it, it's going to turn to something else that's not treatable. Perfect and it could have been preventable. Perfect example is that movie for Color Girls. I mm-hmm. recently revisited it because it was like showing on TV this week during work and I was like working but I was also like paying attention in between my reports and there's the scene where I believe it was Carrie Washington's character um talking about um a man that she liked but all her friends liked as well and they all like shared him and they were um her and her husband Carrie Washington's husband and her were trying to get pregnant and they go into you know, um, the gynecologist's um, office and he tells her unfortunately you cannot have kids because of previous trauma and scarring to your ovaries what? yes yes and he said this is because of a prolonged um, sexually transmitted disease that ruined and her his wife her wife her husband did not know any of this so she had to explain to him and come out to him so can you imagine ladies and gentlemen out there listening to this and if you've never had these conversations with your partner about your sexual history this is why sexual history is so important because if you are planning to have a child, if you are, you know, trying to take things to the next level, myself, I have herpes. I have genital herpes. Will I ever be able to have sex without barriers? I don't know. Because I'm poly. My boyfriend and I, we are poly. We have other relationships. We have other girlfriends. I have another boyfriend. I have to use barriers. And I had to disclose this information. I may never be able to be fluid, fluidly bonded to any of my partners because unfortunately I got herpes. And yes, the risk is lower when I don't have any lesions or anything, but the fact of the matter is viral shedding happens. And trans, you know, anytime we have sex, it is a risk. But that's what barriers are for. But these are the things that we are not taught. These are the things that we are definitely not taught in the black community, unfortunately. I can't even tell you guys how many conversations I've had and with black people, and they don't know what a dental dam is. Yeah. 
They don't know what a finger condom is. They know what a condom is, but are they going to use it? Fuck no. Because I control my sperm. I'm a man. I know these things. No, you don't. No, you don't. It is not up to the woman and it is not up to, to the man to bring a barrier. Both parties, if you're going to have sex, you both bring condoms. I have a sensitive vagina. If you have a condom brand that I cannot use, we ain't fucking. If I'm out of condoms, we ain't fucking. We can have a very stimulating conversation. You can watch me masturbate. I'll jack you off. I'll finger you. But we're not having penetrated sex if both of us are shit out of luck with condoms. It's just not going to happen. But again, these are the uncomfortable conversations that we have to have in our relationships. If you are mature enough to have sex, you're mature enough to have these conversations. You're mature enough to carry on these consequences that come with sex. Period. That's so true. That is so true. So as we wrap this up, I want (laughs) to say thank you so much, Simi. Um, and thank you no no thank you boo thank you thank you thank you Yaz do you have any last words that you want to tell anybody tell the folks out there before as we wrap up just ladies make the choice on your own but if you do want to have that conversation with the said father have the conversation but if you know this guy has no business having a child with you you don't have to disclose any information just don't come back later asking for some money. That, <laughs> that's, that's that's true too. That you know that choice to like not fuck with your baby father and you want to raise that child by yourself. Don't come back later. Just do you Absolutely. create. <sighs> but yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Simi, before we let you go, um, you did say that you know people can get in touch with you if they need the resources. So please, where can they get in touch with you? Lay out the resources. Let us know. Yes, you can get in touch with me on Instagram. My Instagram is SimiSex with two X underscore. You can message me, comment under an old picture. I promise you I reply quick because all I do is stay on my phone. (laughs) Or you can um, email me as well. My my email is SimiSex with two X as well at gmail.com. And feel free to just talk to me about whatever. It doesn't even have to be about sexual health. If you need help business-wise or you want to get in the sex-positive community and want to start a brand or just want to connect with me, I promise you I am open because this is not about me. What I'm doing is a movement. This is not about me. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for my sexual intellectual. So let's all work together. Black people, we need to stick together. So again, work with me. I work with you. <laughs> I'd love to see oh my god I adore you, you, you thank I adore, you I adore and you. I adore you for giving me this opportunity to speak on your amazing platform I love your podcast I really do and thank you for popping my cherry yes <laughs> honey come through anytime you are now officially an earbud just like yes. I'm a sexual intellectual yes. so anytime you just want to pop up and chat with us honey the floor is yours the mic is yours you can come on we could talk more about anything, honestly. I'm just, you know, I'm thankful and happy that you were able to give us some some light and, and just, you know, help us get through this because many people don't understand and know Friday, um, I believe it was the 20, let me go back to my calendar. Friday the 22nd marked the 48th, anniv- uh, 48th anniversary of the decision of Roe versus Wade, which is... And still is. I don't give a fuck what these politicians are trying to do. This protects women in their choices. I don't care if you're pro-life, pro-choice. We all have a choice under this exact decision. And this exact decision 48 years later is still being fought to be taken off. So I hope to God moving forward we get another 48 years, another 100 years to protect women. All women, all bodies all vagina owners let me make that very clear because it's not just a women thing it's vagina owners yeah okay without this decision we would have more illegal street corner abortions we would have hangers scrambling as people call it 
That's where you take the hanger and you do it yourself or you have someone else do it for you. Do the scraping and that leads to other trauma. So I want to thank you for, you know, And I want to thank you too again for sharing your um your story with us in this amazing platform. So I just thank you for sharing this space with us. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Anytime, mamas. Anytime. Seriously. I know we're gonna keep in touch, but like I said, yes, anytime definitely. you want to come on, we would love to have you back. Thank you. So guys, um, where can I get in touch with you, Boo? At Fit and Dirty on Instagram and Twitter. And also Snapchat. I'm on there here and there. And then my Yasmin profile at It's Kink City on Instagram and Twitter as well. And of course, you can find us at Sapphire's Earplay, S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E-S-E-A-R-P-L-A-Y. By the way, fuck the girl that's trying to take our slogan. Yes, we got a fucking hater trying to take our shit. Let me not forget that quick rant. Okay. Somebody's going to get a nice hefty uh, cease and desist. Just saying, you want to steal our shit? You're going to pay me our money. You're going to pay us some money. Hey. Okay? Hey. Don't you come for us with your little <laughs> one-word tweak. I see you. You told mm-hmm. on your damn self. So Sapphire's <laughs> ear play. That's us. Not this other bitch. All right? Ms. Radio Sapphire on everything. Even though I'm not really active on Instagram because Instagram still wants to hate on my brand. Still doesn't want me to have any engagement. So you know what? Take your ass to Twitter. Take your ass to the clubhouse. Find us on Sapphire's Earplay Instagram and right here. Pass this episode along because it's people like you, the earbuds, that get me connected to people like Simi. Okay? So please keep this podcast going. We would not be who we are in sexuality, one of the top 100 sexuality podcasts, without folks like you. So thank you. Thank you. Let's keep it going for another 10 plus years. With that said, safe sex is the best hot sex. Till next time. Good night. That was the show all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Now remember, Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram, Twitter for more earplay fun.